Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy, Tennessee Brando. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now, I'm recording this episode on Black Friday, and uh, so I want to start off by saying I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you got your bellies full, and uh, hope that you uh, got to spend time with your loved ones. Um, I know it's been a rough couple of years since the pandemic, so uh, and I know we've all lost a whole lot of people over the last couple of years, and so sometimes the holidays are hard. So I just hope that you guys uh, hugged your relatives that you love, your family you love. I hope you hugged them a little tighter and hope you uh, had a good day yesterday. And I hope you're not out there somewhere today getting your head beat in over a flat screen TV. <laughs> I, uh, I hate Black Friday with a passion. I think it's everything that is wrong with America. I think it is nothing more than a capitalist gangbang. And uh, I absolutely can't stand it. But I have been a couple of times, I can't lie. Probably back about 15 years ago, I went, me and my mom was putting up the tree on Black Friday, which has been a tradition in our family for years. And I decided to, um, me and her needed something and we ran to a Walmart real quick. And when we got there, you know, people were backed out the ass and there was, the police was everywhere. Lots were flashing. And I was like, what the hell's going on? You know, mom's like, well, it's Black Friday. And I'm like, yeah, but why's the police here? She said, well, to try to, you know, to keep law and order, keep people from, you know, fighting. And that's when I realized what Black Friday was and just how far people will go for stuff. And so from that moment on, I completely boycotted it and wouldn't go back until like 2018 uh, or 20, late 20, yeah, it was late 2017. Uh, I went back to that one because the girl I was dating at the time was pregnant with my son and uh, she wanted to go to Black Friday and try to get the latest iPhone and uh, I didn't want her being pregnant to get trampled. And so I went stand guard over for that one and hated every second of it. So uh, if you guys can at all cost, avoid Black Friday. I'm not saying avoid the shopping deals. I've been doing a lot of online shopping, found some killer deals. Uh, they're out there. But I do the online shopping, and I let the FedEx and the UPS guy just drop it off at the door, and I said to hell with uh, the madness of Black Friday. Um, but, uh, you know, there's been a lot going on in the world ever since my last episode uh, that I did with the Hillbilly Ex-Vangelical Rochelle. I had such a good time with her on the show, and I can't wait to have her back on again. Uh, now that I know how to record these episodes uh, over the phone, uh, I will be able to reach out to so many people that I've been wanting to talk to for years, and I'm lining people up now, getting them ready to go, and uh, I can't wait to share some of those episodes uh, with you. Uh, I've also learned the hard way that if you're going to record the way I'm recording, you have to make sure that your headphones aren't Bluetoothed into your phone, because I just got done recording this episode. I thought, wow, it, I think it turned out okay. And when I went back to listen to it before I published it, it sounded like I was way down in a hole. <laughs> so this is actually take number uh, two uh, of the podcast, but I can't remember what it was I wanted to talk about because, uh, first of all, Donald Trump's running for president again, and that's become a huge story. Um, but in all fairness, folks, I don't think that he's actually running for president as much as he's running for cover. I really believe that he is trying to distract uh, as much attention as he can away from all the legal troubles that he's in and all the investigations going on in his world. I think he sees the doors closing and he's trying to grift as much as he can for as long as he can. And he thinks that if he runs for president, he will uh, delay any indictments or anything um, that may come down on him. However, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug another podcast at this particular moment. If you guys haven't checked out the Midas Touch podcast, uh, and also they have a second podcast called Legal AF. Be sure to check out those two podcasts, uh, and, and you can actually watch them on YouTube as well, because Ben Micellis, Brett, and Jordy, they're all three doing such great work, and Ben especially is doing a whole lot of uh, great work to uh, to really uh, explain everything that's going on with Merrick Garland, Jack Smith, the special counsel. Um, I know at first a lot of people felt disheartened when Merrick Garland appointed the special counsel because he didn't want it to be political, 
uh, I know a lot of people got disheartened and thought, well, Trump's, myself included, I thought, well, Trump's going to, you know, dodge it again. But uh, Ben does a really good job of breaking things down and explaining to you how this is all has to play out. Uh, so be sure to check out uh, the Midas Touch podcast and the Legal AF podcast by Midas Touch. Uh, they're they're two of the very best, and I've learned so much. I listen to them every morning going uh, back and forth to work, and it, it helps me to learn and to gear up to do the videos that I do. Uh, so be sure to listen to those. But, um, yeah, Donald Trump's running for cover, and he's trying to grift as much as possible. Now, there's a whole lot of people out there saying, well... Um, you know, they're saying, well, the, the, the evangelicals are turning on him and a lot of Republicans are turning on him. That may be true, but um, there may be some dissension in the ranks and there may be some people slowly starting to turn on him. However, uh, if he becomes the nominee of the party tomorrow, don't you think those people are going to circle right back and get right back in line with him again? Because that's the kind of people we're dealing with here, folks. Uh, you know, look, what, look at Ted Cruz. Look at all the shit Trump said about his dad and his wife and everybody else. And Cruz just bowed down to him when the time came. And he's through, Trump's through Mitch McConnell under the bus a million times. And old McConnell will still stand back up and go, well, what you have to realize is if he's the nominee of the party, I'm going to get behind him anyway. And so, you know, it's just a never ending circle. I don't trust Donald Trump and I don't trust the people that say they're against him because at the end of the day, they want to own the libs. They want to beat the libs and they would get behind Trump again, I believe, in order to do so. So I'm not going to hold my breath and think that, you know, he's gone just yet. Um, until he's out of the political arena for good, then uh, I don't, uh, I'm not going to count the guy out. Um, and of course, you know, uh, all of a sudden Elon Musk uh, reinstated Trump's Twitter account, which Trump actually hasn't tweeted yet. So I don't know what's going on with that, but he reinstates Trump's Twitter account. He brings back Marjorie Taylor Greene and Elon Musk is now just bringing back all of the white supremacists and the white nationalists that uh, Twitter had banned for hate speech. And now Elon Musk has got his finger on the uh, pulse of the free speech debate, which I think is total bullshit because uh, I've covered this in previous episodes, but for those of you tuning in for the first time, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. And the First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law. It never said that a private-owned company couldn't make a law. Um, and just to test the waters, go down to the church parking lot in your hometown. Go down to that church parking lot and just stand on it and start telling uh, people a bunch of uh, left-wing ideology. Just start talking about how that abortion uh, should be a right and how that women should have abortion uh, uh, rights and start talking about the gay community and how they're being treated unfairly and see if that preacher lets you stand there on that parking lot for very long. I guarantee you they will come out and tell you to take your rhetoric somewhere else. And um, that wouldn't be Congress making a law. That would be them saying, we don't want that being said on our platform. It's the same thing. You know, uh, I face a whole lot of bullshit from TikTok on a daily basis. For those of you that have wondered why I haven't been posting as much on TikTok, it's because it's been hard as hell to do so. Uh, I have had videos removed for harassment and bullying, uh, abusive behavior, uh, persuasion. Actually, one actually said that uh, I was trying to persuade people to believe like me which I kind of thought the whole point of the app was to persuade people to follow you and persuade people to listen to what you're doing. So that was kind of weird. Um, so I've, I've dealt with a lot of bullshit. I got a, I had a seven day ban where I was only allowed to view. I, could, I couldn't comment or, or, um, or uh, make any videos. Uh, but not one time have I stood up and said that my first amendment right had been taken away from me because it hasn't. Uh, I will say that TikTok's got some pretty screwed up uh, admins and screwed up guidelines and the whole system is fucked and needs to be overhauled and looked at differently. But I've never said that my First Amendment rights was being taken because they weren't. I'm still here talking, Anna. You're still hearing me talk. I, I found another platform to talk on, so here I am. And 
that's the thing about this. You know, they have they have found a way to uh, to get their finger on the pulse of the free speech debate, and it's absolutely sickening that that's what. And and it's going to educate children going forward. There's going to be young people coming up who's going to say, "Yeah, Elon Musk fought for free speech," and it's just absolute horse shit, you know. Um, and you have people out there saying, "Well, you know." I, I, here they go spreading their conspiracy theories, spreading their lies. And when we call it misinformation or disinformation, there's going to be a whole lot of people stand up and say, well, you can't call it that. I even heard Bill Maher saying, well, you can't call it misinformation because, you know, today it might be true and tomorrow it might not be. And look, I get that argument. I understand how that could go. But uh, at the same time, you know, um, these people are spreading dangerous conspiracy theories that are getting inside people's heads and causing these people to go out and commit acts of violence. Uh, we've had another mass shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs. Uh, we had a, a mass shooting at a Walmart in Virginia. And uh, every time you look into it to see what's going on, it just points back to this one certain demographic of people. It's usually middle-aged white dudes or people raised by middle-aged white dudes who uh, goes out here and commits these acts. And the first thing the left will stand up and say is we need to take the guns away. And the first thing the right will stand up and say is we need to look into mental illness. And I've got to come back for both of those people. Now, here's where I really break with my party. I do not believe we should take the guns away. Uh, I believe there should be sensible gun laws in place uh, to make purchasing a firearm a lot harder. I don't think that just anyone out there should, uh, should be allowed to own a gun. I think there should be stricter background checks. I think uh, there should be stricter laws in place. Absolutely, 100%. But I don't believe for a second that we should take them away totally uh, because we're talking about people who had no trouble trying to overthrow the government. We're talking about people who considers us a cancer on society. We're talking about people who uh, views us as the enemy of the people. And I'm, I've got friends out there that will say, well, I just don't see the need to carry, carry a weapon. Well, we're living in a mad world where when people just think you're a liberal, they would have a problem with you and wouldn't care to see you unalived. So um, I'm not in favor of taking the guns away. I am in favor of sensible gun laws and I'm in favor of, favor of responsible gun ownership. But uh, I think uh, we need to take a look at what, what's causing these people to pick up the guns. Because to the liberals who says, well, we need to take the guns away. Okay, let me, let me ask you this question. Why isn't women committing these mass murders? Why aren't gay people committing them? They have the same, they have the same exact uh, access to firearms as the rest of us. So why isn't it the women? Why is it middle-aged white dudes? Could it be because they feel like that their way of life is being erased? Could it be that they feel like that they're being whitewashed, no pun intended, from the history books? And, the, and uh, These people are being fed this constant diet of conspiracy theories. And they're being told that liberals are the enemy on a daily basis. you got guys like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Alex Jones, all these people, Tim Poole over on the, uh, the Tim cast. All these guys, these far-right guys, you could even throw Joe Rogan into that, that uh, kettle now. They're, they're, they're constantly spreading these, these bullshit conspiracy theories, getting everybody worked into a frenzy. And then when it happens, they say, you can't blame it on us. You have to look at the mentally ill. So to the Republicans, I would say, okay, what is, again, no pun intended, but what is triggering the mentally ill? What is causing them to want to go out there and do these acts? So that's, that's why that I say we need to start looking in to this demographic of people. But when you say that, you're going to have people say, well, now you can't call them out because that's divisive. Uh, you can't say that. That's divisive. Folks, we have to get a grip on the situation. You know, uh, we, have, we have to get a grip on what's going on. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to become a more and more crazy world. 
But these right-wing politicians like Lauren Boebert, who says now she says she's a victim of the of the Colorado shooting because people are trying to link her hateful rhetoric toward the gay community to that crime. And she feels like that she's being unfairly talked about. Well, let me give you all an example of what I'm trying to say here. I have five children. I have four sons and a, and a grandson. And I have a daughter. So I've got four sons, a, a daughter, and a grandson. I'll use my son, uh, Bryson, for this example, because Bryson is already, at 15 years old, he's already over six foot tall. He's almost as tall as me. He weighs, last time we weighed him, he weighed 285 pounds. Uh, he is an absolute brute. I believe I'm living with uh, the big show. I believe I'm going to have another Andre the Giant on my hands. But uh, Bryson is a big, soft teddy bear. And my son, Emmett, who's 10 years old, he can push Bryson around all day long, and Bryson will take it because he's just got a heart of gold and would never hurt a fly. And so um, imagine if I just sat and told my son Bryson all the time, hey, Bryson, you know, stop acting like a sissy, buddy. Stand up and fight like hell. Show everybody what a man you are, Bryson, because Emmett's just trying to make you look like a pure sissy. He's just trying to make you like a big puss. So you need to stand up for yourself, and you need to stand up, and you need to fight like hell, and you need to show people that you ain't going to take no more shit. Imagine if I just said that to him every day, every day I just kept working him up and getting him so upset about it till one day he picked up, you know, a book and whacked him in the head with it. And then I said, well, you can't blame me. You, you can't blame me for that. Hell, I didn't tell him to do it. I, didn't, hey, I never called him a sissy. I just said he was acting like one. And I never told him to actually hit him with a book. Now, I did tell him to fight like hell, but I never told him to hit him. I never said that. He put this on me. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. These people are clearly stoking these fires. They're clearly getting people worked into a frenzy. And then they're getting mad when people like us points it out and they don't wanna be, they don't wanna be lumped in there together. If they do, then they tell us that they're being unfairly treated. They're being, they're now the victim because that is their, that's their whole gimmick, folks. They love to play that they're the victims in the story. The right wing will always try to find a way to spin it that they're the real victims, that they're the ones that are having it rough, that they're the, because there are other groups in this world way more oppressed, way more suppressed, way more uh, persecuted than the middle-aged white dude. But they, they have to keep the middle-aged white dude living in fear. And they do that by constantly telling him that his uh, way of life is being you know whitewashed. Again, I know I'm, I know I'm doing a lot of puns today. It's not intentional. <laughs> But uh, that's where we're at in society, and uh, that's what we're going for, and that's what's happening. And when we call it out, we're told that we can't call it out because we don't need to be divisive. We have to call this shit out, and we have to, to tell it for what it is. Otherwise, uh, we're going to continue down a very uh, dangerous uh, rabbit hole. Uh, but we've got, you know, there's a whole lot going on in this world today, folks, and when you try to speak out against it and you try to uh, tell all the things that's going on. You know, the great Bill Hicks, the late great comedian Bill Hicks, he one time said, we live in a world where a plea for sanity sounds like sour grapes. And um, that's true because a whole lot of my critics will come at me and say that, uh, that I just sound like I have sour grapes. I actually had a guy leave a comment on my TikTok earlier and he said, uh, you know, you're just jealous of Trump because he did so much better than your guy. And I started to pin his comment and uh, roast it. And then I said, well, as sure as I do that, I'll get stripped, took down for abusive behavior. So I just left it alone. Uh, and I, I'm probably going to start pinning comments with people who agree with me and just moving the conversation forward that way. Uh, a good friend of mine who uh, I met out at a bar uh, this past year, and uh, I know he's a listener of the podcast, uh, he uh, commented and said that um, 
that he, that I, that he that he thought Trump was going to go away, and that and, and I said, I really hope you're right. I hope Donald Trump goes away. And uh, if uh, you're right on this one, I will gladly buy you a shot and a beer next time I see you. Uh, I really hope I'm wrong about a lot of this stuff, but I probably will. Um, I probably will end up uh, just from here on out pinning comments that are in, more in agreement with me, because anytime I pin the ones disagreeing, then all hell breaks loose. So um, yeah, there there is a there's been a whole lot uh, going on in the world with Trump running for president. Getting back on Twitter, although he's kind of snubbed it at the moment, he's trying to hang in there with Truth Social, uh, which I, it's just an absolute joke to me, folks. Come on, Truth Social. That, that's got to be the dumbest name I've ever heard, and it's got to be, just be the dumbest idea. This guy wants his own network. Now they'll say, well, it's because big tech has banned him, and he's having to to, to find his own uh, platform. But man, uh, you know, I, I get told all the time that I'm in an echo chamber. But yet Trump creates his own network so he can echo his bullshit, and he's not in an echo chamber. Uh, believe it or not, folks, I actually do get quite a bit of hate mail. And uh, maybe I will just start one day on YouTube. Maybe I'll just start doing some reading the hate mail. Because I had a really funny email from a guy the other day that told me that, uh, you know, that I was living in a bubble and that if I would get out and talk to people outside my bubble and get out of my echo chamber that I might grow as a person. <laughs> Which I found ironic because, folks, you have no idea just how much I do talk to the other side in person. I play country music in southeast Kentucky and east Tennessee, and I go around to bars, and I sit on bar stools. How many liberals do you think I'm sitting beside of? You know, I've met one or two <laughs> as I've went along. Um, I'm constantly talking with people I disagree with, and they know where I stand, a lot of them do, and, and they disagree with me. And we do have conversations, and I am trying to grow as a person. Uh, so... You know, I'm not just on here attacking people for the for the piss of it. You know, it's um, so. But yeah, I may, may I may just have to start reading my hate mail. It might make for some entertaining YouTube footage. Um, but uh, there's a whole lot going on in uh, in this crazy world we live in, and all we can do is try to keep pushing forward and uh, do the best we can, and uh, and try to to have that plea for sanity. You know, try to try to just continue to to raise awareness on issues and uh, talk things through. Uh, because otherwise we're just going to sink further and further away from, from what this country, in my mind, was all about to start with. But uh, I, w- I want to appreciate you guys so much for listening to this episode and remind you before I go real quickly, uh, I know this has kind of been a short and sweet episode this go around, but uh, I just want to remind you guys uh, that I am on Patreon. Uh, go to, uh, to patreon.com slash tnbrando, and for five bucks a month, um, you can uh, get uh, exclusive content to the Patreon app. For those of you who are patrons already, I want to thank you guys so much. You'll never know just how far your five bucks a month goes to help me. I truly appreciate you. And uh, if you want to know where I'm going to be in the world, uh, I'm on all the social media platforms, but I know that most of you listen to the sound of my voice right now discover me on TikTok. So if you'll go to my TikTok page, click on the link tree in the bio from there, it will take you to my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, my merch store, my Twitter. Uh, it'll take you everywhere that I'm at. And you guys can uh, be sure to uh, follow me on those platforms as well. Now, my Facebook page and YouTube uh, page have now been, the names have been changed to Tennessee Brando. And Tennessee is spelled out on YouTube and, uh, and Facebook, whereas it's abbreviated on TikTok and Instagram uh, and Twitter. But it's spelled out on there, uh, Tennessee Brando. It's all under one roof. I know a whole lot of people. I built up quite a following playing the music over the years. Um, and I had several people say, well, keep it separate. Keep the music over here. Keep the politics over here. Uh, that got way too hard to try to juggle and control. And so I said, to hell with it. I'm just going to go out there and be who I am and people can like it or not. Uh, if people, 
uh, likes my music but don't like my politics, maybe they'll be able to separate the two enough that they can still listen to the music. People out there loves what I have to say politically but doesn't really care for the kind of country music that I make, then that's fine too. Uh, they can scroll past the songs and dig into the political content. But, you know, I am Tennessee Brando. That's who I am. That's 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 who I am at heart, and I'm just trying to stay true to myself and be who I am. And if people wants to uh, like what I do and come along for the ride, I thank you guys so much for coming along for the ride. And if at any point you need to step off of it, uh, feel free to do that too, because uh, that that's just how I feel about it. Uh, I don't expect people to agree with every single thing I say. Uh, I welcome people. I welcome people's emails, even if it is to tell me I need to get out of my echo chamber. Hell, tell me. You know, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to hear you out. I might respond. I might respond to you. It might not be the response you was hoping for, but uh, I'm going to be reasonable. That's just how I believe in being. Um, but yeah, yeah, you guys keep uh, tuning into what I do. Also, I want to remind you that I'm doing the TNT podcast with Texas Paul. That that airs every uh, Wednesday night at 9:30. We took this past Wednesday off because it was the holidays, but uh, we'll get, be getting back in the saddle of that Wednesday nights at 9:30 Eastern Time from Texas Paul's YouTube channel. Uh, we're doing the TNT podcast, a T for Texas and a T for Tennessee with uh, with Texas Paul and Tennessee Brando. So be sure to uh, tune in for that one. Um, and keep tuning back into this one, folks. Uh, if you have any ideas for content you want to hear me talk about, if you have anybody out there who you think will be an interesting guest, reach out to me and let me know. I'm also still looking for a theme song for this uh, show. I've not found one yet. Uh, I've kind of, you know, avoided writing my own <laughs> It just feels a little weird to write my own theme song. Uh, although I may, I do have an instrumental guitar piece that I've had for years that I've never been able to put no words to, so maybe that'll end up being it. But if anybody out there was to end up uh, writing a short, it, need, it would need to be short because it's just going to be an intro uh, theme song to the show, so we're talking like it could literally be 30 seconds to a minute long. Uh, but if anyone out there comes up with a theme song, you can send it to me uh, by email. Uh, probably the easiest way to send it would be to uh, Brandon Folson Songs. That's Brandon uh, and then Folson, F-U-L-S-O-N, Songs, S-O-N-G-S, Brandon Folson Songs at Gmail. Uh, just send it to me on there, and if I like it and end up using it, I will send you a care package of my music and uh, some merchandise, and uh, that will be my way of repaying you for doing that. So if anybody out there uh, wants to come up with a theme song for If These Hills Could Talk, um, and, and, I, and I like it and I use it, um, I'll send you a care package of my stuff in the mail. So uh, I'll just throw that out there again because I'm still looking for something to use. But uh, I guess that pretty much wraps it up, folks. Uh, continue to uh, follow me. Uh, continue to tune in to Midas Touch. I'm still on there making videos with them. And don't forget those podcasts I told you about, the Midas Touch podcast and Midas Touch Legal AF. Both of those are just golden podcasts. You can learn so much from them. Uh, the TNT podcast with myself and Texas Paul. Uh, Texas Paul also does uh, Sunday Coffee with Texas Paul. There's there's a whole lot of good content out there, and people like us are going to try to keep talking and try to keep you know being a voice of reason in a mad world. But uh, until next time, this has been these. If these hills could talk, I'm your old buddy Tennessee Brando. You all have a great rest of your weekend, and as we go forward into the holiday season, I hope everyone has the best of holidays. And uh, I love you guys, and thank you for your support. Until next time, you guys uh, have a good one.